Welcome back to our sixth installment of Talent Talk Thursdays. I'm your host, Brock Borgeson, and I'll take you through another inside look at the stories within our athletic department in this episode. We've got a really fun interview on deck, but before that segment, we will rehash the action in UNF Athletics since our last talk. Women's soccer split its two matches, topping UNA 1-0 behind a Carmel Oliveira goal in the eighth minute. They did fall 1-0 in a barn burner to a tough Lipscomb squad Sunday. On the med side, also on the pitch, UNF was topped by NJIT after the Highlanders scored a pair of second-half goals. Men's and women's cross-country competed at a very competitive FSU Invitational and placed very high up the ranks. The men were stellar, finishing second out of 20 teams. The women's team, they notched a fourth-place finish out of 24, being paced by the team best performance from sophomore Grace Gumpel. Men's tennis competed also in Tallahassee at the nine-team Bedford Cup hosted by FSU. The Ospreys were headlined by a semifinals finish in flight A doubles. Uh, Federico Nani and Nilo Duarte were in that pair. On the links, women's golf placed fifth of 22 teams with Daniela Gonzalez finishing with a career-best performance. Volleyball went 2-1 since last Thursday, rebounding from a 3-1 loss to Stetson to go on and top Jacksonville and FAMU by consecutive scores of 3-2. Solomar Sestero set the UNF D1 record for kills in a four-set match with 27, and UNF had its highest set score since 2008 with a 34-32 win in the second set at Stetson. Freshman Rocio Morrow earned her third ASUN Weekly Award after picking up ASUN Defensive Player of the Week laurels. And just a month after their AAA seasons ended, Drew Weeks and Donnie DeWeese entered into another season. Their time in the Dominican Republic with the Dominican Winter League kicked off October 12th. So with this week's action wrapped up, let's get to this week's segment with uh, Nathan Jubrin of the men's cross-country team. Uh, Nathan, it's been a big year for you already. Um, and you've got a couple of big uh, events coming up as well. Um, you guys are building a pretty successful program here. How has this year been for you and uh, been for the team? It's been good. Um, I think the season kind of really started over the summer, like the initiation I took. Uh, last track season, I was kind of out with an injury, a knee injury. Um, I was out for two months, so I wasn't able to really train to my fullest potential for last track season. So I kind of took that energy, brought into the summer, really trained really hard, um, up my mileage a little bit, and then um, – and that kind of success over the summer um, transferred over to this year and um, having a couple of wins and um, running some PRs. So. Yeah, so you, you guys topped Florida to start the year. That was a big – and you got first place. And then you got second um, at FSU this year as well. You're two-time runner of the week uh, in the A-Sun. Um, obviously, you are successful last year. Um, but what have you learned from last year and what have you applied from last year to this year to have that success? Um my my biggest mistake um, my freshman year was recovery. I did not take that seriously enough. Um, I trained myself more into the ground than, than I should have. Um, I didn't take my easy days as easy as I should have, and, and as a result, I, I kind of paid for that in my, tra- my last track season with the knee injury. Mm-hmm. And so from learning from that, I just um, learned to take more days chill than I did before in the past and just kind of counterbalance like my hard days and easy days better. Why do you think you did that on some of your easier days? You still pushed it. Was that is that just kind of your internal drive as a runner? You always want to go as hard as you can regardless of the day? Yeah, that's just my internal drive. I, I, I mistakenly thought faster was always better. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I ended up blowing up, so I yeah. learned my lesson. But um, yeah, but that's just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a competitive person at spirit, so yeah. So I think for a lot of people, when they look at cross-country practices, they don't, they're don't they like, where are the coaches? Where, you know, are they, obviously they're not going to be running with the guys all the time. Right. How does Coach Pig, how does Coach King, Grupa, how do they kind of work with you guys and um, structure your practices? Because a, a lot of it, I'm guessing, is probably self-run sometimes. Um, I mean, they they kind of get us all together and like say, you know, like what what we should be doing that day, like like um, how fast we should be running, what pace, stuff like that. And then like especially for workouts, like Coach Pig and Coach King, um, they work more on the distance side. So they do like a really good job of like you know um, separating us up into groups and like really um, um, going with like helping us with the workouts and um, structuring it really good. So mm-hmm. so do you guys sit down and kind of hash out a a practice plan and a goal for each day is it like a team goal for cross-country training or is it an individual you know week by week goal that you have how does that work for cross-country it's definitely more um team goal team oriented um our, our main focus especially going to the conference if we can get the top our top five guys together and, and keep them um you know as a collective unit that's more important than like um coach pig having me go out uh, further and then get separated from the pack because then um, we just we're not able to work as a cohesive unit when it comes you know showtime at conference. So. What does that mean when you're in an event to kind of work as a team? Why is it important to run as a as a unit and and what strategy goes into cross country competitions? So I mean, um, me being the top runner here, um, at, working as a unit would be um, me like kind of leading in front of our second or third guy and and just having them key off me, having them like a familiar body in front of them and. And no, and it kind of just draft off me. It's, it's kind of like NASCAR, like when yeah. the cars like draft <laughs> off each other. It's You're hypermiling, you know, right behind that truck on the highway. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably a foreign idea to, to see cross country as something you strategize for. So when you look at kind of the list of opponents that you have in front of you at an invitational, are you guys as a team? you know, talking to coaches and, and knowing what type of runners they have and then kind of game planning it, or is it more focused on we just have to be in the right condition? Um, kind of both. I mean, so definitely if we go to a meet where it's not as competitive, that gives me more freedom as the top runner to say, oh, okay, I can stay in the pack for a longer period of time. I can help guys kind of run more better, more personal records. I can, I can I have more freedom to be where mm-hmm. I want to be and to help people during the, help my teammates during the race. Um, and especially in like conditions too, like if, if we know it's going to be, um, like really hot, like how it was in Gainesville, yeah. um, and that morning, I know, um, personally, at least for me is like, I don't, I don't want to go and take out the race, you know, hard. I kind of want to work my way into it. Let other people make that mistake. And, and if, if they want to make that mistake, um, that's cool. Cause then we can kind of work together and catch them at the, towards the end. So do you guys talk ever like for short minutes, like during the races, like say a word here or there, like to communicate something? between teammates um i i try to especially like especially like back to what i was saying like if, it, if it's a less competitive me and i have more freedom of what i can do in terms of being able to help out i'll kind of i'll kind of help out i'll say like you need to be here like come up here and just kind of like kind of direct mm-hmm. traffic a little bit cool um so um talking about race strategy as well uh as well do you do you run with a pack to kind of having that person in front of you push the other people behind you to keep up with you or is it you know mainly just the drafting thing um those those, so those two ideas kind of go hand in hand like um if they can kind of sort of draft draft off me it makes it easier for them because like 
especially like if it's a windier day or something like that like mm-hmm. i can i can take more of the wind for them i can make it easier and like they can see the line the line that i'm taking because like cross country if you, if, if you don't run the tangents you're mm-hmm. running more than 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 an 8k or, mm-hmm. or with the specified rate you're not so, being efficient right yeah. so if, if 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 i know the line to take i know the quickest line to take and my teammate sees okay he he took a sharp right or a sharp left or, or wh- wherever whatever i did um that ch- kind of just shows them the path that, that they should take sort of to, to get get to the tangent the fastest sort so of. so you guys scout out kind of those turns and you know it's kind of like playing a video game in a sense like oh, i got this i got this racetrack down or i got this level down i know exactly where to turn and do these things do you guys do that with courses so yeah so um we didn't do it for gainesville but f- and um we didn't do it for fsu because like um in high school like a lot of a lot of us were very familiar with those courses but um when we went up to missouri we um did a pre pre um preview of the course and we and like as a group together we said okay this is where I, this is, when i get to this turn i'm going to take you know the tangent here and like this is where I think is the fastest turn to take, or and this is this is how you should take it. We kind of would discuss discuss with each other and like you know the fastest way to get get through that section of the course. Would you also pre-plan? All right, this is when I'm going to really kick it into gear. Or I'm going to take the put the brakes on a little bit. Do you also have that, or um, do you go more by kind of how you're feeling that day? Um, kind of both, and that's also kind of like by individual too. So like mm-hmm. um, and back to the saying, like if I have more freedom in a race of of um of if there's less competition like i'm more i have i can i can kind of pick and choose better when i want to go and when i don't rather if it's a more competitive race i'm getting dragged along then then i kind of have to kind of go with the pack and and those situations kind of come uh during the midst of the race sort of sure so going back to the columbia missouri race being up there and obviously this time of year it's still going to be a little warm up there but it's getting cooler mm-hmm. it's definitely a different climate and that plays heavily into you know to how you feel during a race um how has it been, you know, you're growing up, in ja- growing up in Jacksonville, you went to Bishop Kenny, now you're running at UNF, you've always been in a hot climate, and as a long-distance runner, that's pretty taxing. Um, right. How was that? Um, I mean, at first, like, I can remember back in high school, I would be, oh, this is, like, almost unbearable. But as, you know, you get more experience in Jacksonville, you, you adapt to that to that um, climate. And um, in terms of, like, Missouri, um, Missouri was still kind of hot, too, not as hot down mm-hmm. here. But the main thing, difference between Missouri and down here was the humidity. Mm-hmm. Up there, it was very dry, and, and down in Florida, it's obviously very humid. So mm-hmm. so what have you done throughout your time, you know, high school and then now? How have you kind of adjusted what you do to deal with those elements, um, whether it's diet or whether it's sleep or when you run? Definitely hydration is key. Mm-hmm. Um, having a good mixture of between water and Gatorade throughout the day and um, and just making sure you're staying hydrated. The water that's definitely the key how much will you drink in a day how many ounces do you I, keep track i don't really keep by ounces but I, i'll try to drink at least maybe a bottle and a half a like standard like uh zephyr hills water bottle okay i would imagine that's probably even small like a, a smaller amount than what i would because i know some people yeah probably trying to get to 100 even if they're you know right running in this climate it's kind of a balance. You don't want to, if you drink too much, then, then you kind of have that sloshing kind of like mm-hmm. feeling in your stomach. So you kind of have to balance. I mean, I, for me, um, I can kind of get away with it more because I've just been in this climate for a, for a while. And my body kind of adapted to it. So I, I can kind of get away with it a little bit better. But Is there anything you stay away from? In terms of like food wise? Yeah. I um, mean, do you have caffeine at all? No, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't touch caffeine. Okay. Is that prescribed to you, or is that just personal choice? I just, I just personally never felt like I needed it. Okay. So I just never even touched. Because I didn't know how that. Because some runners probably would say that might detract from their performance level. 
Yeah, that's kind of a mixed topic. I mean, I know there's some guys on the team who love it, and some mm-hmm. like me, I just don't even touch it. So sure. Um, we talked a little about this a little bit before we we're on on air. Um, during the summer, you had to wake up early and you'd run and get your times, um, times, and then your mileage in at that time of day. Um, what time would you be getting up then? Uh, so middle of July. Uh, let's probably try, probably try to get up by like six a.m. Um, get my run, start my run by at least seven. Mm-hmm. That's probably the latest. Will you ever run at night? Um, yeah, I, I would try to either night or mid or um, at least by like by seven. Okay. When that's when the sun's starting to come down. I think I've seen you a couple times running on. I think it was Kernan or or Atlantic. Um, is there a favorite spot that you like to run in Jacksonville? Um, Whether I mean, it's a trail or just in the city. Me kind of being local from here. I mean, there's a lot of spots um, just all around the city that I have. I mean, uh, I mean, I like the spots around here. I like running through campus pretty good. Where would you run on campus? Like the loop or? I do the loop sometimes, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll go through the town center. Yeah. Um, I've done that one a couple of times. Like, where do you go? In the town, I, I'll go. I'll go behind the town center. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll go through it. But I mean, it's, it's like behind of, the target there, yeah, and yeah. like or behind the Best Buy, or like by the Best Buy, yes. maybe even. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of more in the morning, so it's not as busy at that time. Yeah, that's a good call. But sometimes, I mean, running in a different place and training in a different place like that gives you a little bit of energy. Do you find that? Like, if I, oh, I haven't run here before. I like running more in a urban area or downtown or something. You'll get more energy off of it. Um. Me personally, not. I kind of like um, structure and just like being in that routine. Okay. For me, I'm, I'm kind of more based on that. But um, but it is cool exploring though too. Do you um, do you find that you've run routes backwards? So some people do that to spice up, you know, their run. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll switch to so like for that town center loop. Sometimes I'll do the complete loop, or sometimes I'll just I'll just go like midway through it and then just come back, make it out and back run, and that's just kind of like how I'm feeling mentally that day. Um, that out and back I like, I, that's a pretty cool, um, technique. I used to, I, I kind of did that more a lot when I was in high school too, when I just wasn't like mentally, I felt like as mature or tough. And that just kind of makes, makes me know that like, I, I got to get back somehow. Yeah. Like, you're, you're out five miles. You got to come back. So that's gotta be one of the cool things about running. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, if I have to continue my day, I have to come back. So I yeah, no, might as well go as but ba- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I might as well, you know, try my hardest to get back in time. Yep. Uh, a thing that a lot of people don't understand is people that are, don't run with music. Do you run with music when you train on your own? So I actually, or are you like allowed to? <laughs> I when I'm on a treadmill, I do, but like I find it really difficult to find like headphones that that stay in my ear when I run. Interesting. So um, even like the ones that you would loop around your ear. Yeah. Or is that too like cumbersome? It's not that it's too cumbersome. I just never be able been able to really do that like have it fit in my ear and to stay in there like while I'm running and just kind of another thing is like um just if I'm running like a busy time during the day it's kind of kind of like a safety hazard like especially if I'm going through crosswalks stuff like that it's true I want to be always keep my head on a swivel I don't think I'd be adhering to the safety measures very well if I'm <laughs> always my headphones in yeah. um what what would you listen to if you were you know before a race if you were going to listen to music or when you're training on your own um, I mean, I kind of like all genres. I mean, so you can kind of get, like, to, to answer the question of getting kind of, like, amped up, I kind of like, mm-hmm. just like modern day, like, probably, like, rap music, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. What about training outside of running? Do you do any cross-training? We do. So, um, 
our, our coach has us do like weights like a couple times a couple times a week um throughout the season so we we, we kind of get with the strength and conditioning um mm-hmm. coaches and they give us a, a good like um you know um section of, of workouts and stuff like that so do you find that your energy is able to you know sus- you know you're able to sustain your energy to do weights and do those other workouts even though you're putting so much energy burning so many calories into running that part is tough but i think the major um key to be able to have to sustain that energy is sleep mm-hmm. and um that's something that I personally am not that great at, so mm. I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. How many how many hours do you get usually? Probably like six to seven. Okay. <laughs> um, the times that you have gotten sleep, has it really impacted your recovery or has it impacted your focus or what, what's Def- been the biggest change? Definitely focus. Um, Recovery-wise, I've always been, I feel like we recover pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But focus, definitely, yeah. What's been the biggest um kind of uh thing for you to work out in your body some people it's their achilles some people they have patellar some people it's the quad tendon you know whatever it is some people it's their shins probably the weakest part for me um is like how i mentioned earlier was uh, my knees yeah it's, it's just um being forgiving with those and, and really taking my time after i run and doing the, the extra things to make sure like do stretches and stuff like that and just make sure that everything's all working good. what do you so, do do you stretch a lot do you roll out a lot I stretch a lot, and I like try to do like strengthening exercises too. Mm-hmm. So, how many hours on on a day, daily average, would you put into running? Because I mean, running if you're especially doing those fourteen to fifteen milers in that day, and you're running multiple times a day, and you've got to get there, and you got to shower, and you got to stretch multiple times. How many hours might you put into that? So I could probably get through a ten miler in in like a, around an hour, mm-hmm. and um, the showering, the stretching, and just kind of like communicating with my coach is probably another. 30 minutes to an hour and the four miles probably take me close to 30 minutes so probably about um close to three hours a day i'd say mm-hmm. um do a lot of people in your life do they understand kind of i love running and i also do it for school what do they think about it um i mean some people were like yeah why like why do you why do you do that like why do you put yourself through that but i mean for me it's just i mean I've always I've always wanted to be kind of good at sports, but I just wasn't really a coordinated okay. coordinated kid. So I mean, once I found running, um, and then found that I had like a natural talent for it, it's kind of I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, when was that that you realized that running was your knack and you had an aptitude for it? That's actually a funny story. Um, my freshman year of high school. I tried out for the football team. And it didn't end up going so, well. <laughs> so what happened? So my, <laughs> if you're willing to share. So my, my DB coach um, had us doing like sprint drills one day, and and I think we had a mile time trial, and I like I dusted everybody in the mile time trial, <laughs> and he was like, I remember him saying like you don't you don't need to be doing this, you need, you need to try it for the track team. I said, was he man. saying it like seriously? It was like seriously, like you yeah. need to do this. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> So what did you do then? Did you like okay yeah I'll do it? I finished out the season. Uh huh. Um, I mean, but I, I did learn a lot from football though too, especially especially in terms of mental toughness. I mean, those, yeah. those coaches are. I mean, you talk about you know mental toughness and and you know coaches like mm-hmm. being pretty brutal. Those guys were. Yeah. I remember, they were. They yeah, regardless tough, of the so level yeah. of football, I mean, oh, yeah. you always have to be. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's they the made, nature of they the sport. Made me tough, which I think, which I think. That mental toughness really helped me out in running, especially when in times when when things get tough, when you're in a race and like yeah. everything starts falling apart. So I mean, I think that really helped my success in running too. 
so what did you do from that point? Like, how did you move on as an athlete in high school? You went to do track and then cross country, yeah, and so then now you're here. So <laughs> yeah, so um, I missed my cross country season because you were in football. football yeah, which, which which I thought at first probably would be a little bit not detrimental, but not good because I'm I'm lack I don't have that base now. Mm-hmm. But um, I did my track season. Um, started off kind of like as a mid distance runner and. Um, and just as I went up the distance, I, I felt like my times relatively relative to other people were, were better the, the higher the distance I went. So mm. I started off like with sprints, wasn't too good at that at all, and then moved up the distance. And then I went, when I moved up the distance, I, I could see like I was more competitive. So, what is it for distance for you that you feel you just you have greater endurance? Is it you enjoy it more? Mental toughness, and I mean you have yeah. perfect body type for a distance runner as well. I like definitely like more of the 5K, 10K. Um, it's not that I necessarily like like it better. It's just I feel like I'm better at it, more more relatively competitive to mm-hmm. other athletes. So, so you had great success at Bishop Kenny, and then um, obviously you're probably thinking I want to keep running in school. What right. was that process like coming to North Florida? The reputation of the school running wise, and you guys are building something pretty good here. So to answer that, I'd probably go back to my junior year of high school. I was. I was kind of, I didn't really have my breakout season until senior year. My junior year, I was kind of like just average. I'm, I think my mile was like a, like a 425 at the time. Um, <laughs> average, yeah, an average 425er. Well, compared compared <laughs> yeah, to rel- the, the other recruits in the yeah. state, and so I wasn't really getting much much attention, um, honestly. But then my senior year is kind of like I kind of up my mileage a little better, um, starting to get healthier in terms of my injury from junior year, which um, dealt with my knee again. So. Um, started to get healthier, and then my time started to drop. And mm-hmm. They kept, kept kept dropping, kept dropping, kept dropping to the point where I got to like um nine oh six, nine oh one for the for the thirty two hundred, mm-hmm. which is close to like the two mile. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting a lot of attention then. And then um I just really fell in love with like UNF with just the culture here and the mm-hmm. guys. And so um, you wanted to run in Florida. The state of Florida, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I just have close family ties too. Mm-hmm. Most of my family's here too. I was, I didn't want to go move all the way out to like Colorado or something mm-hmm. like that, and be kind of away from my family. So. Mm-hmm. Have you ever run in a in an altitude like you know Denver or something like that? Have you ever run somewhere like that? No, nothing, nothing crazy altitude. No, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to, but I, I mm-hmm. just haven't had the opportunity. But what's one of your favorite places that you've run? So back in high school. Um, we used to go to a running camp in North Carolina. I think it was, yeah, it was the Brevard running camp, and they had some pretty pretty beautiful trails up there, pretty gnarly trails too. Just some of them are just like really, they just go just straight up basically. So so talking about trail running, I mean, ultra marathons, trail runs, those are really popular right now. People are doing them mm-hmm. all over the nation, all over the world. Um, what do you think of those people that are running those 240 milers? And I think what... <laughs> Would you ever do something like that? I think what how people think I'm crazy is the same way I think of those people. Yeah. I think um I don't know if I'd ever go pass a, run, run past 100 miles um just cuz I I've heard a lot of people have like a lot of physical complications yeah. throughout the race. I mean, I people hallucinate. Yeah, people hallucinate and it, you're pushing the the human body to the point where it's like you're losing the benefit of of, of um of what you could get good out of running because it is it is actually a destructive process to yourself too so mm-hmm. do you have any dreams and goals you know after college running you want to go into coaching maybe or do you want to you know pursue you know another 
form of competitive running or just work on half marathons, marathons? I definitely still want to stay um, in the running community. Definitely still want to be competitive in running. Um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to throw down some marathons and mm-hmm. and like from kind of like the five k up to the marathon and just kind of stay competitive and and running and just kind of just seeing how keep seeing how much I can kind of grow in the sport. What have you learned from the coaching staff here? And do you have any kind of people in the media or people in professional running or whatever that you look up to or running mentors? Um, and terms of uh this coaching staff here i mean they definitely kind of helped a lot with um you know just just running relaxed like like how i said before like one of my biggest um pitfalls here was um always you know having to you know put 100 percent effort in every single day and, and just really to give my body a chance to like, kind of like recover and give the necessary rest it needed and um i think i learned a lot from them and and um which is faster isn't always better so right and in terms of just um looking at, uh, at other people I mean, I like, for example, uh, Kipchoge, who broke two in the marathon. I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. But um, I like to keep my goals relative to myself because I think you kind of get in a trap of you, uh, if you see, like, what other people are doing. is like you always focus on what other people are doing. You kind of lose a sense of, like, you know, what, what do I need to be doing mm-hmm. and, and what's, what's kind of best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do on your own time? Um, do you read anything, listen to anything um, to just get your mind mentally sharp to do something like, distance running competitively um i mean honestly i i don't sometimes i'll look at like um if i'm ever in the mood i look at maybe like a motivational video or something like mm-hmm. that but aside from that not really mm-hmm. all right so you've had some um invitationals and and now you have a, a break where you're working on training heavily and you've got about three weeks before a sun um you guys won it last year it's pretty cool going up to the bronx and doing that yep uh, what is what does it look like for these three weeks of training? How does practice get structured? Um, I mean, we're not going to make any drastic changes. We're, we're going to do our, our two workouts a week. We're, we're going to do our long run. We're going to keep the mileage consistent um, for the for the most part of that three week period. Um, I'd imagine maybe probably that that last week maybe taper off just a little bit. Cause we still got regionals too. We're right. Not, we're not like tapering completely. Mm-hmm. Like this is the final race, but um, I mean, we're we're just kind of stay kind of stay consistent with what we've been doing. What what's your goal this year? Um, going forward to this next big month, um, and you have any you know individual goal aside from just I want to obviously win. Um, I'd like I'd like to win the ASUN conference. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was voted the pre runner of the year, so mm-hmm. I kind of want to live up to that hype. Um, when we get to regionals, I'd like to I'd like to qualify for nationals if 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 um, God willing. So mm-hmm. yep. definitely in the realm of possibilities based definitely. on what you've done already. So. All right, uh, Nathan Jubrin again from the men's cross-country team. Uh, Thanks for being on, Nathan. Thank you. A fascinating interview. Next week, we will hear from another local talent. Tonight, women's soccer has a huge match with the challenging FGCU team. Friday features women's tennis's first day at the ITA regionals in Tallahassee. Softball's exhibition with Central Florida Community College and volleyball will host UNA at 7. A full Saturday sees women's tennis continue their play. The ITA regionals, men's soccer will host Stetson. Softball battles FSCJ and women's swimming concludes its home slate against Georgia Southern. Women's tennis will play through Sunday and Monday as well as will men's golf at the Quail Valley Collegiate. And volleyball will go to Nashville Sunday for 3 p.m. first serve. Once again, thanks for listening in on this episode of Talent Talk. And we will be back here with a new episode at the same time next week. Swoop.